You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Heller. Um, this week, we're coming at you with some NL East predictions. Uh, you know, the, the Phillies, two-thirds of their games are going to be played within the NL East. Uh, the other third, of course, being as AL East teams, but definitely an interesting division. Uh, a lot of good teams, I think. Every team has the potential to make the playoffs, so um, it'll be a pretty fun thing to talk about. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ty Daubert. Ty, how you doing? I'm doing good. Excited to talk about some NL East, you know, uh, predictions, the outlook for the division. We kind of did one of these, but it was also probably six or seven months ago, so a lot more to talk about now. It's a completely different outlook. With, you know, with how the season's going to be. When we talked about it, it was a 162-game season. Now it appears to be a 60-game season, if they even get that. Uh, who really knows at this point, but that's the plan. But, um, but yeah, and at least, like you said, any I think anybody could win it. Um, anybody from Phillies to the Marlins, anybody in between. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think we should just get started, uh, talk the outlook of, of each team, um, you know, how they fare in a short season. Like you said, we, we, did the, we did an episode like this a few months ago, but the outlooks have changed a little bit. And uh, just do that and then give our predictions for the season. So let's start with um, – we'll start with the reigning World Series champions – the Washington Nationals. Uh, I think, you know, the Nationals kind of showed it last year that they're a team built for the playoffs. And I think that also can apply for a short season, um, given that guys can stay healthy. You know, a, a team like the Nationals, even though their lineup isn't spectacular, especially after uh, losing Anthony Rendon. Um, but they still have Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin atop the rotation. So they're a team that I think, you know, has, has, still has a shot to win the division. I don't think they're as good as they were last year. Um, and they, I think they could also flop, like, no doubt in my mind. But what are your thoughts on the Nationals? Well, they are going to be missing one of their World Series starters. Joe Ross did opt out, as did, <laughs> oh. as did Ryan Zerman. Um, yeah, I, you know, I make a joke there, but uh, we definitely understand and can't criticize anyone for opting uh, out of this not, season. But Joe Ross did start a World Series game, and I think that I think that people forget that they they do. So he he's not going to be there. But like like you said, um, you know that that rotation that one two three is one of the best in all of baseball. Uh, Who's better? Um. The Rangers depends. It depends on how Kluber is. Max, is I guess. Yeah. How's well? How's Max Scherzer? Is... We'll see. We'll see. It's arguably <laughs> one of the best. Um, yeah. No, it's up there. Definitely, it's probably the best. I mean, the the Astros lost Cole, but still yeah. around here. And yeah, I mean, maybe like a healthy Yankees is pretty good with with Cole, uh, Severino, and Paxton, but, you know. Indians. Yeah. Beaver, Carrasco, Clevenger, whatever. Anyways, that, <laughs> none of that really matters. What 
what I'm saying is it's definitely really good and it's built for the built for the postseason as we saw. You know, there's not exactly one way to win in the postseason, but having three aces uh certainly doesn't hurt as we saw in twenty nineteen. Um losing Rendon is definitely huge. Like the lineup is just not gonna be as good as it was last year, but you know, they still have Juan Soto, they still have Trey Turner. Um that's gonna they're gonna be a good team in sixty games, you know. Well, through sixty games last year they were pretty terrible, but that. you know, there's probably after that, the next sixty games they were one of the better teams in baseball. So yeah. who you don't know exactly what you're gonna get, but uh they have a shot. They have as good a shot as anybody yeah. in this division. I think. All right. So one thing I was thinking about. Um, I think teams are going to be careful with their starting pitchers um, in general because you know they were getting ready and then they shut down and then they were getting ready again. Um, do you think the Nationals like have any consideration? I think uh, Scherzer's on his the sixth year of his contract, maybe. So they don't really they wouldn't care as much with him, but. Corbin and Strasburg are both at the beginning of their contracts. Do you think they play it safe with them at all? Or do you think it's – because, like, I get it's a short season. They're not going to have inning, inning limit problems. But it's still, you know, I think some people have mentioned that injuries might still be up this year just because of how things have kind of been on yeah, and off. They haven't the been prepared correctly. Then. Right. Yeah. But maybe, you know, but also one of the concerns with Strasburg was, like, his – his workload last year was pretty insane. You know, he pitched a ton in the regular season and in the postseason. And, you know, this year that's not a concern. He's not going to be throwing as many innings. But also how much has he been throwing all throughout their time off? You don't really know. You have to take that into account. It's not just, you know, in-game innings uh, because you have to stay somewhat fresh, I would imagine, if you're a pitcher and you don't really know when the season's going to, you know, start back up. But maybe they do. I doubt it. Um, do you think this isn't really Nats related exactly? But do you think there's any team that has, uh, you know, three, four pretty good starters that is like in the short season they'll just be the only team to go to a four-man rotation? They'll risk the players' health a little bit because uh, it's not going to be as many games. They think they can handle it. I don't think anyone would. I, like, do you think I it'd be worth team, it? Like a team like the Reds with, like. I think because Bowers, I think the Reds could because they they would not mind running Trevor Bauer into the ground. They could start him every fourth day. I don't know if they would. They probably wouldn't feel the same about Castillo and Sonny Gray. I don't even know who who's the fourth guy there. I don't know. Home I really No, it's not twenty thirteen. Uh, yeah, but Cueto. anyways, Cueto. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yesterday was like the. 11-year anniversary of when the Phillies lit up Cueto for 10 runs in the first inning. What a memory. And then uh, and then Jason Worth hit a grand slam off of Paul Yanish. Um, they, ha- they have Day, Sclafani, and, okay. and Miley. Oh, yeah, run away Miley into the ground, too. Like, you could, I don't think anyone's going to do a four-man rotation. I, I think we'll talk about the Phillies later, but... Uh, yeah, I, what do you think about their bullpen? I think it's pretty bad, but... The Nationals? Yeah. yeah well, they got okay. Will Harris. Yeah, it's like, okay. Uh, it was pretty bad last year. and Right. It doesn't they, matter. Because... They faked their way through it through the postseason right. a little bit. They uh, used Corbin a lot. They, you know, uh, Hudson was pretty good. 
what if they just did that in the regular season? Like just use Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin as much as possible. Just like threw Corbin in there to relieve the day after he started. Like it'd be fun, but it'd be really bad for their health. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they'll do it, but there's probably <laughs> some upside to doing it. Yeah. Like, there's some things uh, with, you know, regarding pitchers' workload that you could not pull off over 162 games that maybe you could pull it off over 60 games. Yeah. And nobody's going to do it. Like, they're just not going to. They're not going to try it. But maybe it would be beneficial to try it, um, but I don't think we'll see it. Yeah, so we are going to move on now to the NLEs, reigning NLEs champions, the Atlanta Braves. Um, I think on paper they're the best team in the division, even though I'm – I mean, I've never sold on their rotation. Um, uh, but, like, Freddie Freeman, who obviously right now he's recovering from the coronavirus, uh, but Albies and Acuna and – like that lineup is just scary. I think losing Donaldson definitely hurts. I don't think replacing him with Ozuna in the lineup is that's not like a going to balance out quite to yeah, what it, it's not. Think. It's not quite the same. Not the um, same. But man, their bullpen is legit. They signed. Uh, they, they signed Melanson, or they already had Melanson. I think they had him. They signed Will Smith. They signed Chris Martin. Yes. They already had Melanson and Shane Green. So their their bullpen is legit. Um, yeah, another thing with them, you know, you talked about some of the members of their lineup. Uh, they are losing Nick Markakis. He opted out of this season. Um, also, they signed Felix Hernandez before this year. He did the same. Uh, is that all for their opt-outs? Yeah. That's all I saw. Yeah, and that's just depth. That's not really anything uh, that won't affect them too much. Um, was I don't even know if cause Kyle Wright's listed as their fifth starter right now. So I don't even know if Felix Hernandez, I guess depending on how he, how he looked in um, you know, spring training, how, if he would have made the rotation. But, yeah, I mean, the rotation, it, it has potential. Like Mike Fultonevich was really, really good in 2018, and he kind of fell off a cliff last year, but who knows what he could be. Cole Hamels, I think we both agree he's definitely overpaid this year. But Mike Soroka is pretty good. Max Fried might be pretty good. So I don't know. I think they are the clear cut favorites to win the division. Yeah, I, I would agree there. Um, didn't they sign uh didn't they sign Darno, right? They, yeah, they did. Um, Johnny just tried to talk while he was muted. He tried to answer my question, but he was muted. That's yeah, why. my bad. My bad. They did sign Darno. They what two years, sixteen million, way too much. Yeah, something like that. But just because never, never sign a guy who went off for the Rays. Just don't do it. It's, there's some weird magic over there in Tampa. I'm leaving the part in where you tried to talk while you were muted. By the way. Um, yeah, that's fine. But but yeah, the I think the Braves are the favorites again. Um, just like you mentioned earlier, losing Donaldson is definitely the big thing. But you know. Acuna, Albies, uh, that core is really, really good. Um, hopefully, Freddie Freeman recovers well. You know, he has yeah. he's talked about some of the issues he's had with having COVID, and definitely, you know, uh, him and his wife have both talked about it. It's scary stuff, but hopefully, he he's all right. But who knows if he plays this season or what? Uh, like we said, definitely couldn't blame anybody for opting out of this 
very weird and potentially dangerous year. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess that's it on the Braves. We can move on to the Miami Marlins. We've talked about the Marlins a lot on this pod recently just because, you know, when we're talking about how strange a 60-game season can get at such a small sample size. Like, I don't think we'd be surprised if a team like the Marlins made the playoffs. Uh, they have a young, good rotation. They have a lot of guys who haven't pitched in the majors yet, but like Sixto Sanchez, um, but who knows what they how they handle him this season um a lot of talent in that rotation though uh the lineup kind of like Jesus Aguilar Corey Dickerson Jonathan VR kind of guys who have had a good season or two within the past few years but you don't really know so it's you know kind of a boom or bust lineup I would say um what, what do you think about the Marlins yeah so we've talked about it that rotation is going to be going to be legit maybe not this year it'll depend who they call up and how they do but they have a lot of a lot of you know depth in the upper minors and um you know Alcantara is good too and he was in the majors last year and and was really really solid for them um you know I like some of their pickups I think Corey Dickerson in a 60 game season could maybe win MVP if he's hot like sure don't you think he was pretty ridiculous last he's season? He's, he's a good Philly, definitely. Like just a stretch of of a hot Corey Dickerson could win MVP. Uh, I think he's probably a good dark horse MVP candidate. Um, but yeah, I like some of their I like some of their players. It'll. I, I think the question is more so going to be uh, if they hit rather than pitch, though. Um, it's just weird to like try to project hitting over some guys that are a little bit of a question mark over, over 60 games. <laughs> like, yeah. like they, you don't, they you have don't some guys, they have a couple guys that they signed like on, uh, you know, like Aguilar is a little bit of a, a bounce back type of guy. And Dickerson is somebody that, you know, they hope can stay healthy, but you can't really predict it. But, uh, but who really knows? Um, you know, th- a tweet from Craig Mish, uh, he covers the Marlins, uh, uh, for sports grid, I believe he, uh, he, I think it was him. He put out a report that said the Marlins could call up some of their, um, some of their guys after that first week period before, um, they get a, a year of service time. And that even includes like Max Meyer, who they drafted this year, which would be pretty awesome. His slider is so, so good, but you know, the Marlins, if, I don't know if they call everybody up, but if they had Sixto Sanchez, Edward Cabrera, Braxton Garrett, Trevor Rogers, uh, you know, Sandy Alcantara, that's well, it's, throw yeah. some guys in, throw some guys in the pen, just like you know, do whatever. And I think they have the talent that they could, you know, like you said, a lot of those guys, you know, it, it might be a couple of years before we actually see that rotation take form, but. Stuff can happen early, especially in a, a season this short. Definitely. Um, so we will move on to the Mets. Uh, the Mets, I'll just say it now, and I'll say it again later in the pod. They're my pick to win the NL East. Uh, they lost. So they lost Noah Syndergaard, Tommy John surgery. Um, but their rotation is still pretty good. It's definitely going to depend on how Rick Porcello uh, and Michael Waka pitch. 
but their bullpen, their bullpen is better than the Braves bullpen. I think um, at least it depends if, if Edwin Diaz can, can bounce back, but Justin Wilson is really, really good. Seth Lugo is really good. Dylan Batantis, here's Familia. Um, just a lot of really good pitchers. So, you know, on those days when it's not DeGrom or Stroman out there, Porcello or Walker or Matt, get them to the fifth inning and, and with a lead, and I think they can win. Uh, talk about the lineup. You know, Pete Alonso is coming off a ridiculous season. You know, bounce back Robinson Cano maybe. Uh, maybe. Was it even bounce back? Was he bad last was year? He- uh, I don't remember him versus him being particularly good. I think he, I think he was good. He just got hurt, right? Yeah, maybe I'm I'm looking right now. All right, but, either way, either way, they added Melky Cabrera to their player pool, which I like. He would have won a batting title the year that he got suspended for PEDs. People forget that he withdrew. People his do name. forget that he withdrew his name. People no, that. yeah, Robinson Cano was not good last year. He had a three oh seven on base percentage. Was he good two years ago then? Uh. I don't know. I'm not on baseball reference. I'm on right. ESPN, which is either way, either way, maybe a bounce back. Cano. I think he'll be better this year then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ahmed Rosario was really good last year. JD Davis was really good. He, you know, he can slug and you know who their DH is? Who? Yoannis. Yoannis. My pick to win the national league MVP this year. And um, did you mention Ramos? I did not. Uh, Wilson Ramos, who uh, probably the worst or one of the worst defensive catchers in baseball, but probably a top three hitting catcher, I would say. Him, Gary Sanchez, and uh, Real Muto. Maybe throw uh, Grindall. Yeah, Grindall in there. But, you know, they're all in the mix. In an ideal world, they get Lowry back this year. Well, not really back. He didn't really play for <laughs> them. But they get, they get Lowry this year. Yeah. He can, you know, he's basically Scott Kingery. They, Some would argue. Yeah, they're definitely underrated. They're they're deep and they're good. Yeah, they are. Like, they are. They what? Where's the where's the biggest hole in that lineup? In the lineup, Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, it, yeah, but does he even definitely start? They have Mariznick. Uh, Mar- so. But Mariznick can Mariznick hit at all? I don't. I don't know what they'll do. Yeah, but yeah, like, it's the one. It's the one outfield spot. I guess yeah. is their uh, is their one hole. But um, point yeah. is that I think that team is really good. Definitely, and if they had Cindergard, I'd definitely put them as my pick for yeah. but the Cindergard division two. He's not even good. So, but you know he's better. <laughs> he's are better you saying than, that Noah Cindergard is better than Rick Porcello? Is that what you're trying to tell I, me? That's sorry, how many, how many Cy Young Awards has Noah Syndergaard won? How many? Uh, fewer than Rick Porcello, Zero. I guess. Some would say that Noah Syndergaard wasn't even the best player uh, that the Mets got in the R.A. Dickey trade. Some would say it's Travis Darnett. Some, some would. I don't know who. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think the Mets are good. I think that line, it's, it's the best lineup uh, between them and the Braves. The Braves and the Mets are similar to me. Yeah, I Really agree. deep lineup, really good bullpen. Like four or five guys in the back end of the bullpen that can all dominate. And then the, the rotation is the biggest question mark. But the Mets have Jacob DeGrom. So 
advantage Mets. The Mets, you know what the Mets record was in the second half of the year last year? Go ahead. Guess. Uh, in the second half? Yeah. I know they were really good. Once they yeah. got once they got Stroman, like around yeah. then, they were yeah. they were hot. Um yeah. seventy two games. Over seventy two games? Yeah. Um forty two and thirty. Forty six and twenty six. That's that's crazy. They outscored their opponents by a hundred runs. The Mets are good. They're winning. The Did you know we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon? Did you know one year ago today, Pete Alonso won the home run derby? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I forgot that the home run derby was so early, but that was a pretty fun one last year. Um, uh, Guerrero should have won. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, do you want to talk about the Phillies, or you know, I think yeah, we know let's what do it. Are. Let's do it let's, for let's a little bit. Phillies. Let's talk about where the Phillies are, like positionally, like or categorically, compared to the, these teams. I think the Phillies is their rotation the worst in the division, or it's no, it's better than the. It, really, the the outlook for the Phillies rotation depends on if Zach Wheeler is playing. Yeah, um, I think if he's healthy, they're. And it's also assuming that Spencer Howard is called up. Right. I think they're better than the Braves, that rotation. It um, also depends who the Marlins call up, too. True. True. There's a lot going on here. They, yeah, there is, there is a lot. I think, I think the Phillies do have a weak bullpen, comparatively. Um, and the lineup, like, the lineup's fine, but it's not. Like, where do the, where do the Phillies, where are the Phillies better than? divisional teams i think so um i think they're just like solid everywhere there's questions in the bullpen but like i'd say they're just like pretty 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 overall solid solid everywhere but there's nothing uh, there's nothing they're absolutely (laughs) great at because like their lineup has some definite question marks unless unless they put scott kingery in center field and alec bowman third then the lineup is good well, th- even Objective. then, there's some questions about Gregorius if he's actually going to be legitimately good this year. Yeah, but if if Didi Gregorius I mean, is the worst hitter in your lineup, well, there's questions. You, you know, if you're the Phillies, you hope Reese Hoskins is better than he was oh, in the true. second half last year. Like, it's not <laughs> an so absolute question. It's not an absolute lock, but it just seems like I wouldn't be surprised if some of these young guys in the Phillies bullpen like turned out to be pretty awesome like they have guys with stuff but also it could not be very good like it was yeah, last year it could so. be a disaster definitely could be a disaster um but like guys like ramon rosso and um clevenger know, brogdon they're they're more prepared probably than jd hammer was last year than yeah Garcia was last jd year. Ham- jd hammer is not even on the no. 60 man player pool um i think yeah, we'll probably talk about this again um, on one of our another one of our episodes leading up to the season. I think the Phillies, especially if there are questions in the rotation, you know, if, if you know Cole Irvin has to start, or if even like Pavetta and Velasquez, if they're struggling, I think you consider an opener, a guy like Ramon Rosso, opener, couple innings here or there. Um, Phillies could get creative because they do have they are deep. It's just guys who have never pitched in the majors. Yeah, they're before. yeah they're just unproven, which I yeah. guess is like a little bit of the Marlins thing. And maybe because maybe because the Marlins, you know, we don't pay as much attention to them as the Phillies. It's like we just see a little bit more of the upside than 
then, uh, you know, if you see them a little bit more up close, you can also see some of the, the downsides to them. So, but who really knows? They're going to have to figure that out on the field when the games start back up. Uh, You mentioned Cole Irvin. He was pretty not great to start. I, he had that one. Didn't he have a complete game early in the season? He did not have a complete game. Or the, then he had one really, really good game against the Royals, I think. Where Royals, he went, yeah. He went, he went pretty deep into the game, had a good start. And then for the most part, other than that, he was not great. Then at the end of the year, he started throwing harder he, and, and was decent. Yeah. So if he's sitting more 93 than 88, like – I guess he's not the worst option. Um, would you rather – if you're the Phillies – all right, if you're the Phillies and there's no there's no Zach Wheeler, uh, you, we should mention this. So his his wife is due to have a baby, and he said he's planning on coming back, it looks like, but things could not change. Sure. Things yeah. could change when, when the baby comes. Uh, so if he's not there, I guess that makes your rotation what? basically what it Noel was area. last year yeah. basically what it was last year right yeah but if you know if you have problems with another guy then then who do you go with ranger suarez do you go with suarez over Irvin? yeah or i i start to play the bullpen game especially the first four weeks of the season when you have what 30 and then 28 guys on the roster all the extra guys i'm i'm adding pitchers i'm not adding any extra position players yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't. You don't need to give anyone rest. Throw like Andrew McCutcheon. He doesn't need a day off. You just make him DH. Like, yeah, you can start the same eight guys every day, for the most I, part. Yeah, I I pretty much agree. And what I said earlier with the rotation, that's assuming Howard isn't up. But right, right. Have they? I don't think they've said they exactly either way it. with no. what they're going to do with him. But um, we'll have to see, I guess. I mean, you would assume he'll get called up. I feel like there's a chance he just doesn't, though. Yeah, I mean. They probably wanted to see him in AAA before they called him up. Yeah, he also was, like, hurt last year. And he's never thrown thrown that many innings. And it's a very weird year. But, I mean, if you're going to have him in the 60-man player pool and if it's only going to be a week until you can call him up and – you get that extra year of service time. You'd think you might as well just call him up, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, let's. Who's your Who's your pick to win the NL East? My pick to win the NL East. This one is very tough. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Braves. I think they do it. I'm gonna go with the Braves, but I think there are legit five teams in this division Rank, that could ranking. make the playoffs that could make the playoffs in order of of how they're of their their shot to make the playoffs or just like in order of how good you think they are braves mets phillies nationals marlins but also the marlins could win the division yeah right no i think i i don't know I guess Phillies over Nash. I don't know if I like Phillies. Nats is tough because the Phillies lineup is definitely better, but the Nats rotation is probably well, definitely better. I think I the, Philly, the Phillies probably have them in the bullpen department yeah. somehow. At Just least you have like depth. yeah, yeah. You have guys who who have some stuff. You have Hector Neris is he should be solid. 
Um, yeah. And, and uh, Alvarez should be right. solid. I would feel a lot better about the Phillies if Sir Anthony Dominguez and David Robertson were healthy. If just then, one of them, if just one of them well, were healthy. But if both of them are healthy, then Jose Alvarez is like your fourth best reliever. And Jose Alvarez is pretty reliable. Yeah. Uh, makes, what's know. weird with him, like he's he can he can pitch against righties more than Adam right. Morgan has shown, but at the same time, like you'd hope that neither of them have to face a righty. And this year they might have to with the three batter minimum. Right. So that changes a lot for your bullpen. That is true. Uh, yeah. I'm, I think that it's going to kill Adam Morgan. I think, I think Alvarez will be fine. Um, but Adam Morgan's going to struggle with that. If he's put in a position where he has to face a righty or two here and there. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on like any players you think are going to break out on any of the analyst teams or anything? that um what i think that you should read everyone my text to you about uh my cy young predictions from the other night so so i forget i forget who you said johnny just asked for my cy young predictions i think i said i know i said mike clevenger and maybe luis castillo on the reds i don't remember exactly what you said we were talking but we were also talking about the mets so yeah so Uh, ty said Rick Porcello and does Matt Harvey have a team yet? Those were his two Cy Young picks. Now Matt Harvey doesn't have a team. Uh, Rick Porcello does have a Cy Young award, so uh, you know he is a winner. He's a proven winner. So yeah, um, I don't know this year for Rick Porcello. I don't know if I'd take those picks to uh, you know. I don't know if I'd place money on those, but yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. It's so hard to predict this stuff, but it's yeah. going to be fun. I think it's going to be interesting to see. I really think Cespedes has like a monster offensive year. He doesn't have to play the field. He can just come out of the dugout and mash. But what what makes you think he's gonna and, mash? Like and he, walk around the bases like when he hits home runs. Like, I think it would be great to see that. Like that's a good that's a good story, and he's definitely an extremely exciting and fun player to watch when when he's on. Like you think back to 2015, he carried the Mets in in the second half of that year, but. I don't know if it's as much of a lock for him to be really good as as. I mean, he hasn't like he hasn't had like a bad offensive year. But he he hasn't since twenty fourteen. He's been hurt, but he hasn't been bad. Yeah, my question is: Is he going to stay on the field? Like that's a concern. He doesn't. He doesn't have to play the field. Just you know, he'll leg doubles into singles, and you know, take his home runs, and that's it. That's fine with me. That yeah, yeah. All right. Do you have anything else on the division? Did you actually pick a division winner? I know you said the Mets. Are right. I, I said the Mets. Yeah, the Mets. I think the Mets are really good. They were really, really good the second half of last year. Um, Getting Stroman at last year's deadline, big move, kind of yeah. smart move. It's not like they yeah. they didn't give up that much. So yeah, pump some life into the clubhouse, and yeah, they gave up nothing. I feel they should have been on Stroman, but they got Vargas. You know. Oh yeah, they get Vargas. That's gosh, I forgot that. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Would you rather wait? Would you rather have Cole Irvin or Jason Vargas as your fifth starter? Um, like I said, it depends. If if it's eighty-eight mile, uh, you got to give an answer. You got to give an answer. I'll take Irvin. Okay, I'll take Vargas. But uh, yeah, I guess that's it we have for this episode. Um, definitely looking forward to the next couple weeks gearing up for 
opening day and, and some actual baseball to talk about uh, next week. I think we'll probably give some more previews and, and yeah, so looking forward to it. Thanks everyone for listening. You can listen to the Phillies nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.